a long time ago. It's the ship that made the castle run in less than 12 parts and the great disturbance of the force. I told you she would never partially betray the rebellion. That's no move. Cotton, it's right it's pulling us in. Marvel Comics Group, adventure beyond the greatest space fantasy film of all, Star Wars, Shadow of a Dark Lord. Long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there exists a state of cosmic civil war. A brave alliance of underground freedom fighters has challenged the tyranny and oppression of the awesome Galactic Empire. This is their story. Stan Lee presents Star Wars, the greatest space fantasy of all. Continuing the saga begun in the film by George Lucas, Shadow of a Dark Lord. Welcome to the middle of an escape. Princess Leia Organa hesitates in flight from the suite that was her rather luxurious prison here on the galaxy's greatest gambling enterprise, the Wheel. An artificial satellite now suddenly the object of imperial intrigue. Archie Goodwin, writer-editor, Carmine Anfantino and Jean Day artists, John Costanza letterer, George Russos colorist, and Jim Shooter consulting editor. And thus begins Star Wars Volume 1, Issue Number 21, with a publication date of December 1978 and a cover date of March 1979. Princess Leia escapes from Simon Grayshade's suite, where she was held captive and finds Luke Skywalker, who has now recovered from his trance-like state when brought to the wheel. Luke reveals that his trance was caused by touching someone else's mind through the Force, and just for a moment. Someone strong with the Force, who he suspects to be... Darth Vader. At the same time, Grayshade is meeting with his new partner, Commander Strom, the wheel's administrator, who has recently sent his wheel security force to subdue Strom's troops and recover the money that they had stolen from the wheel. Now, Han Solo is getting ready to enter the main event of the big game, and he realizes that Chewbacca is also entered in the contest. And according to the rules, there can be only one survivor. Meanwhile, on the planet Altar, Darth Vader finds the remains of a rebel information retrieval team wiped out by the bounty hunter, Bellert Valance. Vader realizes that Valance is searching for the same thing as himself. A boy. The boy. Who destroyed the Death Star. The race is on to see who finds him first. And that is our latest issue from Shadow of a Dark Lord Star Wars. Issue number 21. May the 4th be with you. As we celebrate this special day all star wars fans this is angus and i wanted to bring this may edition of long time ago to you 
on our official Star Wars Celebration Day, when all Star Wars fans around the world celebrate their love, their fandom, their geekdom, if you will, for Star Wars. And for me, it started at the tender young age of seven, when I was sitting in a movie theater watching that massive star cruiser go overhead, the theater rumbling in hot pursuit of Princess Leia and the Rebels. And the first time seeing that menacing Darth Vader on the screen. So I am most happy that here in issue 21, we have plenty of Darth Vader. We have plenty of Jedi images and imagery and communication happening we have han leia and the droids they're all here on the big wheel and battling their way through and trying to escape when we open up we have princess leia leaving her luxurious prison which basically it was a beautiful suite that she was contained to our administrator here on the wheel, Simon Grayshade, understanding that Princess Leia's royalty is treating her as such. So it's not the worst of situations for her, but she is being held against her will. So she proceeds to escape with blaster in hand and starts to subdue several of the guards that were posted to make sure that she did not leave. She provides us, and this is Princess Leia, with a pretty good synopsis of what has happened up to this point. So, if you were a reader back in 1978, who had just picked this up for the very first time, and was taking a look at what was being presented to you, this little bit of catch-up that Leia does will get you up to speed, so then maybe... You'll back, go back and try to find some of those back issues in a spin rack somewhere or in a newsstand. But if you couldn't, and Marvel fully understood this, they were going to try to get you up to speed. Marvel's pretty good that way. So there are four panels that are dedicated to getting the reader back up to speed. And it's cleverly done through Princess Leia providing a narrative. So from there, we are tracking Princess Leia very stealthily with blaster in hand, making her way throughout the corridors here of the wheel. Then we have a cutscene over to Luke. And where before we had evidence of Luke having escaped because we had R2-D2 and C-3PO going down to the medical bay and saying, well, there's nobody here. There's no Master Luke. What's going on? We're now backfilled as to what exactly transpired there. So Luke was brought here to the wheel in a catatonic state. And... Here we have all of these monitoring devices that are hooked up to him. He is massively restrained. And we go into his mind. And you have the force ghost of Obi-Wan Kenobi coming to him. And saying, there's no escape, Luke. Not this way, Ben. I'm with you, Luke. As is the force. But you cannot run away. You must fight. Everyone feels fear, Luke especially of the unknown. The coward flees from it. The brave face it. And there, by fight, it. Uh, I'll, I'll try. I'll... No! It's no use, Ben. The blaster is not stopping him. He killed you. How can I beat him? Not with a blaster, young Luke. Nor even your father's lightsaber. 
A weapon is only a tool, Luke. An extension of the inner will. And this is Obi-Wan Kenobi's Force Ghost. True power must come from the depths of the soul. You can, you can do it, Luke. Strike. Fight back. With all the power within you. Yes, with all the power within me. And with that, Luke breaks free of all of his restraints as he was basically pinned down here to this medical table as it was monitoring all of his vitals and brain movement. And he then breaks free and starts trouncing through the wheel. He eventually meets up with Princess Leia and the droids. And then we cut to Darth Vader hot on the trail of Luke Skywalker. Darth Vader being solely focused on finding that young boy that had destroyed his Death Star. And then we finish up with Han Solo coming to the realization that in this big game final, he will be fighting in zero gravity and against Chewbacca. This is a very exciting installment. I really like Carmen Infantino's artwork as it relates to the action. There are still subtle inconsistencies happening here from panel to panel. There's one panel that has Han coming out of his last battle, the one that qualified him for the final here in the big game. And he is completely swole. I mean, he is just muscles upon muscles. He's got an eight-pack going on here. It's just crazy. And then you go down four panels later, and he's the, yeah, wiry, strong, slider built Han Solo there. So uh, that was a, a bit of a, a, an eyebrow raiser, if you will. But other than that, this one really improved upon consistency from panel to panel in how of the classic Star Wars characters were rendered. So from that standpoint, I, I think we're starting to hit our stride here in presentation and i will say from the jump this particular issue was right there from the start with the action full force and did not let up darth vader is absolutely brutal as he's interrogating the rebels to find out where luke is you also have an interesting confrontation happening there with uh simon grayshape the administrator of the wheel and Commander Strom from the Empire. Really, it's very, very devious. You've got Grayshade now figuring out that Strom is not here to work with him. Strom is here to exploit him. And that is very evident now to the reader that very clearly Grayshade, very similar to Lando Calrissian, when he was there in Cloud City, he was saying, oh, this deal gets worse by the minute. Yeah, it's indeed the same way for Simon Grishay too. And he is subversively fighting back with his own men and trying to get his money back and prevent the Empire from completely plundering him. Then we are left with a cliffhanger. Next issue, to the last gladiator. And that's where we should hopefully see... Chewie and Han, I would hope, teaming up together, figuring a way out of this big game, hopefully finally linking up with Luke and Leia and the droids and getting out of the wheel, finally. So 
from this standpoint, this has been a, an exciting little adventure happening. It's always interesting to see what Archie Goodwin has in store from issue to issue, but I think he has taken it upon himself to make this a rich mini-chapter of original story content. As we had just gotten through A New Hope, George Lucas was in pre-production for The Empire Strikes Back, and Marvel was left up to their own devices with just some minor consultation back and forth with Lucas to come up with these stories to keep the Star Wars fan base enthusiastic. So, today, being May the 4th, is ridiculed by many today. It's really easy for folks to point at Star Wars fans and say, oh, how myopic, you're celebrating May the 4th yet again. But for us true Star Wars fans, what I mean is true is that you have Star Wars in your heart. You grew up in Star Wars. You love the universe. You've embraced it. You enjoy different facets of the fandom. You maybe don't necessarily like everything that's been produced. But at the same time, there are things that are very near and dear to your heart. And this is our moment to celebrate that. It truly is. And to just go full out on our geekdom and our love for this world that George Lucas very thoughtfully created and that we lived through a pop culture phenomenon where George Lucas built upon the summer blockbuster movie, which essentially Steven Spielberg created with Jaws, but then got perpetuated and taken to way new heights by George Lucas and Star Wars. And so many people were touched creatively, would go on to work in special effects for ILM, work for LucasArts, work on the films, work on the animated series, many animated series, work in the comics, particularly these Legends comics, who were tasked with creating new storylines with these classic characters. And to everyone and anyone that is celebrating May the 4th, indeed, may the 4th be with you. Always. Obi-Wan, take us out. Your destiny lies about a different path from mine. The Force will be with you. Always. This Marvel Legends comic book series is dedicated to the loving memory of Charles Lippincott, who George Lucas hired in late 1975 to join the first Star Wars production as Vice President of Advertising, Publicity, Promotion, and Merchandising. To quote George, Charlie was one of the founding pillars of the Star Wars films and phenomenon. He began in earnest the concept of licensing motion pictures at a time when only other company doing so was Disney. Charlie was the one who said early on 
Obi-Wan that we can make this work, and was the first person to both develop Star Wars licensing and engage with the fans. He had insights into marketing and public relations that were truly unparalleled, and prime example of that is San Diego Comic-Con today. Charlie is widely credited for setting the trajectory of Star Wars fandom with his grassroots-style convention presentations beginning in 1976, well before the release of the first film. Those early appearances included Mark Hamill, who accompanied Charlie on a promotional tour for Star Wars, this barnstorming of conventions celebrating science fiction, fantasy, and comic books resulted in movie theaters welcoming large crowds of fans on Star Wars opening day, due in large part to Charlie's early promotional efforts. In addition, Charlie sought out the very first comic book and toy deals with Marvel and Kenner, now Hasbro, respectively. Two iconic legacies that continue to this day. Thank you, Charlie, for Star Wars comics becoming a reality. And that's what this Legends series is all about. The Force will be with him always.